0: In today's episode, we're going to be talking about rest periods and why they are so important during strength training. Now, I know if you've been a listener for a while now, I know that you just want to get in there and lift those heavy weights, you just want to go in, get the work done and and move on with your day, and I get that. Like I've been there. There were times when I was, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19 and all I wanted to do, like the highlight of my day was to go and lift. Okay? And to a degree, it still is, it's very much one of the things I enjoy during my week. But there's all there's a right way and then there's a wrong way to go about your lifting. When I was younger, I got in the real bad habit of kind of just running myself into the ground. I prided myself on, you know, working as hard as possible. And what that ultimately led to was me not really having long rest periods. So, sure, I was really tired and really fatigued and sweaty. But I got to a point where I just kind of stopped making progress and I kind of ended up spinning my wheels, like I was working really hard and I felt, Jesus, I'm putting in a lot of effort, but I just wasn't getting the return that I was looking for. And there's a couple factors, but one of the big ones was uh, knowing and actually utilizing rest periods correctly, okay? Developing your strength and also building muscle. So if your goal is to maybe improve your physique and build some muscle mass or you know, do some uh, hypertrophy work, you have to understand it is part art and also part science. So what I mean by that is your program, your training program that you follow in the gym, it needs to take into account a couple things. A, the physiology of how the human body works, okay, and how it adapts. But also, you need to couple that with the real world, okay? So over the years, I have dabbled in so many different types of training, I've done brutal beach sessions. I've done, you know, coastal runs, interval training, boot camp style, you know, workouts, bodybuilding programs, powerlifting models. I've, you know, thrown in kettlebells. I've done some, not a lot, but some machine-based training and everything in between, okay? And this is where a lot of people, they sort of miss the boat here. You know, you hear all those different types of training, you think, fuck, which one of those is the best? Like, they all sound really cool, and they all have their pros and cons, don't get me wrong. Um, but this is the thing, everybody talks about which exercises to do, and, you know, sets and reps, but rest periods often get overlooked. And, you know, I put my hand up, it's something that I don't talk about too much, you know, publicly, I definitely discuss it with, you know, my one-to-one, you know, coaching clients and students, but... This is what you need to remember, okay? Especially with your with your strength training, how heavy you can lift and how much strength you can build will be heavily depend uh, heavily dependent and influenced by how much or how little you rest. So you definitely can rest too much, and you absolutely can rest too little. So it's like the porridge; you don't want it too hot, too cold. You want it just right. All right. So. I want you to remember your body will adapt to the stress that you place upon it. This means you have to apply resistance to your body and you have to use the progressive overload principle. This is a non-negotiable. This is not a suggestion. It's not, hey, I think you should kind of do this. It's if you want to get stronger, if you want to build more muscle, if you want to increase your work capacity, you must increase the demands placed upon your body are non-negotiable. You must make some aspect of your training harder as time goes on. And I don't mean going from level one to level 10. I'm talking small improvements, a couple extra reps, maybe an extra 1.25 kilos on the bar. Okay? But if you start cutting into your rest periods, if you want to add overload simply by reducing how much rest you have and then reducing it further and then reducing it further to the point where basically you're doing like a circuit and you've got 10 exercises and you're going bang, 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 with no rest, you're shooting yourself in the foot. You're really killing your progress. And it's a simple reason. You're not actually resting sufficiently to develop strength. All that's really happening is you're developing a lot of fatigue. You are accumulating fatigue and it's going to hamper the amount of weight you can lift. Think about a sprinter. Most people know who Usain Bolt is. Fastest man ever to live, ever to walk the face of the earth. This man can run 100 meters in less than 10 seconds. It's nine point however many seconds. It's ridiculous. He is the fastest man on the planet. Now, if you think about his output, it is an all out effort for a very, very short duration. So if you were to ask Usain Bolt, okay, I want you to run 100 meters for me, go. In about 10 seconds or nine seconds, something, he's done. If you were to ask him within 30 or 60 seconds, I want you to do that same thing again, run again and do it in under 10 seconds, it's not going to happen. Like even as the fastest man in the world, he cannot reproduce that maximal effort with that little rest in between. It is physiologically Impossible. Okay, ask yourself: if you were to run a hundred meters, and think about—I'm talking a full sprint here, not a jog, not a—you know, kind of fast. I'm talking you're running as fast as you possibly can run, and you do a hundred meters non-stop, maxed out. Your foot is banging on the accelerator. Ask yourself: how long would it take you to fully recover? For most people it's going to take several minutes. Okay? Could take anywhere between 3 and 10 minutes depending on how trained you know you are and your level of work capacity. If you haven't sprinted for, you know, 3, 5 or 10 years, you're going to take a long time to recover. I'm sorry to say that, like that's just the truth. If you haven't sprinted for a while, if you're deconditioned, if you're overweight, if you're unfit, it's going to take you a longer time to recover than somebody who sprints on a regular basis. Okay, but to keep things very simple, your body, your body, my body, bodies, your body in general, it has an energy system called ATP-PC. It's called adenosine triphosphate, okay? This is the energy pathway which is used performing exercise and activities that lasts up to about 10 seconds. So if you think about an exercise that you do Let's, call, let's say it's a hundred meter sprint. Let's say it takes you 15 or 20 seconds. Just give you a nice range there. Let's say it takes you 15 seconds. Your body for the first roughly 10 seconds, and then it does transfer into a different energy system. It's going to be using the ATP PC pathway. And I'll explain what that means in a, uh, in a second. But to keep things very simple and concise, that energy system, is responsible and used predominantly to produce maximal effort. High velocity or high force output. So think about something that's really rapid, explosive, violent, or near maximal. Think about your 100% effort. That is the energy system and the pathway which is going to be used to perform that action or that activity. So what ends up happening? To keep it, again, very simple, I'm not gonna go into a biochemistry class here or molecular science, but it goes from having three phosphate creatine molecules. So that's what tri means, adenosine triphosphate. So it goes from three phosphate creatine molecules to then become adenosine diphosphate, two creatine molecules. So you've done your 10 seconds or thereabouts worth of work. You've gone from three ATP molecules to two. Your body requires time to go through the necessary steps to reform the third molecule to then once again make it ATP. So it goes from three molecules. You do your ten seconds worth of near maximal effort. It goes to two molecules. You rest for you know three to ten minutes, and then it reproduces and reforms back into that ATP three uh, molecules of you know creatine phosphate hope that makes sense. That's the science lesson for the day. But here's the thing. The longer you rest, the more output you will have for your subsequent effort or output. So that's what I was saying about the sprinter. If you want Usain Bolt to do his best, if you want him to run his fastest time, you give him a very, 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 very long rest period in between. You don't say to Usain Bolt, I want you to run as fast as possible. And then say, in a minute, you're going to do it again. And then a minute, you're going to do it again. Because his times are just going to get worse and worse and worse. He's going to get slower and slower and slower. If you want him to produce similarly fast times over and over again, he needs long rest periods. You know, Five, six, seven, eight, nine, even 10 minutes worth of rest. And you might think, shit, that's a lot. This is the fastest man on the planet we're talking about. Now, I don't want to be rude, but you're not the fastest person on the planet. So you're not going to need five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10 minutes worth of rest. And that's what I mean by the real world, okay? Most people, resting for eight minutes, especially in a gym environment, is gonna be unrealistic. Let's say you're doing a set of squats. You're doing a set of three squats. It's you know, It's really heavy weights. You're doing barbell back squats. You've got a bar on your back. You're doing three squats. They're heavy for you. It might be light for somebody else, I don't care about them, I'm concerned about you right now. You do three heavy squats. You rack that bar, you're gassed, you've worked yourself hard, your legs are pumped. If you sit there and wait for eight minutes until you fully recover, I can tell you right now, there's gonna be some person sitting there, standing there watching you thinking, how long is this fucking person gonna be before they do another set of squats? I've been waiting here for eight minutes now. Do you know what I'm saying? And I've been there, I've been on the receiving end where you know I have a timer, I have a stopwatch. If I am doing really heavy weights, you know, I have my stopwatch f- for two reasons because I know that in order for me to lift a heavy weight again, my body needs to reproduce more ATP. But I'm also cognizant of others. In a commercial environment, in a public setting, you're not going to be able to spend 5 to 10 minutes sitting around waiting to regenerate ATP. People are gonna get pissed off with you, especially if you go at peak hours. If you haven't been the one to do it to somebody else, I guarantee you know somebody, or you remember a time where some person was hogging the machine, they're on their phone, or they're just piss farting around. Don't be that person. So, you know, if you do rest for that eight minutes, is it going to enhance your performance? Yeah, it could do. If you don't get too cold in, in in between, in between sets, but I'm really about training efficiency and maximizing your time. When I program, when I put training programs together for myself, for my clients, for my students, I work within about a 60-minute ballpark, give or take. You know, some programs you get done a little bit quicker, especially if it's week one, you learn some movements. Week two, you progress those. Week three gets harder. Week four is very difficult. But you have to understand both sides of the coin here. If you're lifting really heavy weights, so let's say it's five reps and under. If you're lifting really heavy weights, understand that you do need to rest in between. If you only rest for 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, or even 60 seconds, you are not going to be able to reproduce the same quality of movement over and over again. Your body will become too fatigued. You will not be able to recover sufficiently to do another quality set of work. So a general rule of thumb, the heavier weight that you lift, the longer you need to recover. Gonna go through a quick story with you guys. This is how I used to train several years ago. This is, a, this is one of the times that I was going through a um, bit of a powerlifting kind of stage in my training. I wanted to develop maximal strength. I just wanna become really strong at the big three, squatting, bench pressing, and deadlifting. So. Every now and then I would go and catch up with a buddy of mine, I would train at his place, and shit you not, we would go and uh, eat donuts and drink chalk milk during and after training. Not kidding. We would go there, I would rock up with you know a six pack or a 12 pack of donuts, it'd be me and him or me and a couple other guys who were training, and we'd sit down, we'd open up the cinnamon donuts, we'd crack on getting into those, have some chalk milk, and then we'd start working our way up, whether it's squats, bench press, deadlift doesn't matter. And then you would, everybody would lift to their appropriate weight. So you do a set, you change the weight, the next person would go and whatever. By the time we come back to you, easily 5, 10, sometimes 15 minutes ago go past before you realize, oh shit, I should probably do another set. But anyway, <laughs> for the average person, this is not a good option. A, because I don't know about you, but I have uh, several things that I need to get done each day. I don't have all day to spend in the gym. But second, you get quite cold in between. So let's say you're doing a set of deadlifts. So you're lifting this heavy weight off the ground, and then you're sitting down sedentary for five, 10 minutes. Your spine is flexed, so it's rounded. Your pelvis is tucked underneath. It's not in a very good position, and you're going to be doing that for five or 10 minutes. It's probably not ideal, all right? But anyway, that's something I used to do. And the guy I would train with, he was really strong. Like, fucking strong. Could bench press over 300 kilograms. Yeah. Like, world-class. But anyway, that's just a bit of a story of some of the extremes. Usain Bolt needs long rest periods. Strong he's the fastest man in the world. If you're lifting, you know, world-class weights, yeah, you probably do need to follow through on the longer rest periods, which will allow you to recover completely. But if your goal is just to get really strong, develop some muscle, improve your work capacity, I'm gonna give you a framework which you can follow, and which I have been using for myself and my students for quite a while now. So if you have a notepad and pen, if you're not driving, I would encourage you to write this down. Okay. If you are doing reps, or if you're doing a set of one to five repetitions, so you're doing one to five reps. I would encourage you to rest for two to three minutes. So this means that the weight is heavy. This is your main exercise. This is exercise number one on your program. You do yourself a nice thorough warm up. Exercise number one, one to five reps of it. You're going to rest for two to three minutes. If it starts going after three, if it starts going beyond three minutes and you can't recover, one or two things need to hap- uh, happen you need to decrease the weight so that you can consistently perform to the level required every two to three minutes, and or you need to increase your work capacity. So that means your fitness, you you do really need to get some work done on that. So maybe it's some rucking, maybe it's a bit of cardio, but if you can't sufficiently recover within two to three minutes, that's something to be mindful of as well. So one to five reps, you're gonna rest for about two to three minutes. If you're working within the, air quotes, hypertrophy range of six to 12 reps, I would encourage you one to two minutes of rest. So this means that the weight is moderate. Moderate to heavy, and you're doing a moderate amount of volume, okay? Then we have the more endurance-based side of things. So this is where maybe you're working on lagging muscle groups, weak areas, or parts of the body that just need to be brought up to, up to levels where perhaps the other parts of the body are. So maybe, maybe let's say for example, your bench press, you struggle to lock out. So maybe you need some high rep tricep work. You need to develop a bit of muscle mass to actually finish your reps or finish your sets. If you're doing 15 to 20 plus reps, I would encourage you to rest for about a minute. Okay. And I'm not talking about adding overload techniques. I'm just talking about straight sets. You do an exercise, Then you rest. Hope that makes sense. Again, one to five reps, two to three minutes of rest. So you're lifting really heavy relative to your ability. Six to 12 reps, one to two minutes of rest. It's medium to heavy, and you're doing a moderate amount of reps. 15 to 20 plus reps, you're gonna rest for about a minute, okay? So like I said, that's in isolation. So if you're doing one exercise at a time, or maybe you're doing a superset, maybe you do A and then B, after the B you would rest for that time period. Okay. So this is just to follow on from the rest periods, just so you can kind of see how that would actually fit into a program from start to finish. The way I put training programs together, there's five exercises. We have exercise one, that's on its own. So let's say it's like a bench press, a squat, a deadlift, a big lift. You do your one to five reps. Then you've got 2A and exercise 2B. They're performed as a superset. You do exercise A, followed straight away by exercise B, and then you rest. So this is quite good at developing work capacity. You're resting after you've done your second exercise, which typically is a different muscle group or a different movement pattern to exercise A. And then you have three A and three B, and the same thing. Do exercise A, do exercise B, and then you rest. So there we have it in a bit of a nutshell, guys. Rest periods, they are important. The goal of training isn't just to make you sore, sweaty, or tired. That is very easy to do. It is not about accumulating fatigue. If you want to get tired, go for a run. Go, Just go and do a 50 or 100 meter sprint. You'll be tired very, very quickly. The goal is to help you develop strength to build muscle and increase your work capacity. Rest periods are a part of that puzzle. If you neglect them, if you wanna shortcut them or shortchange them, if you think, oh, three minutes is too long, I'll start doing two minutes. Or two minutes is too long, I'll do a minute. Or a minute's too long, I'll do 30 seconds, that'll be better for me. Understand that you will fatigue quicker it will hamper your performance. You will get tired quicker, your technique will decrease, and your body will start to compensate as a result because you will no longer be able to hit your target reps. I hope that is being made crystal clear. So you have a format now. If you're doing heavy weights, give yourself some nice rest. The goal isn't to tire yourself out as much as possible. The goal is to reproduce quality set after quality set after quality set. Still focusing on your technique. Yes, 100%. That is the priority. But you're using that framework to make sure that you're not just resting for the sake of resting either. Work hard, rest. Work hard, rest. Work hard, Rest. That's how it goes. So when it's time to do a back squat, you better make sure you're firing the right muscle groups. You better make sure you're bracing hard. So when it's a working set, you better make sure you're working fucking hard. But when it's time to rest, relax, enjoy, switch off, decompress, do a bit of fast and loose, shake your arms and legs, bit of nasal breathing, write down how many reps you've performed. Write any notes or cues or verbal prompts which help you to execute the movement better. Grab yourself a drink of water. That's what the rest period is for. It's not to go and check fucking Facebook. It's not to go and share, you know, a cute little quote on the gram. When it's time to train, fucking train. You do a set, you rest. You get back on the bar, you do another set. And you just keep tick it's just back and forth. Work, rest, work, rest, work, rest. And before you know it, your session's done. That's the way you should approach training. So just to round off so it is crystal clear, the heavier you lift and the fewer reps there are, the longer your rest period needs to be. And on the flip side, the lighter that the weights are or the more reps that you perform, the shorter the rest periods generally need to be. Unless you are using an overload technique where these things start to change. So that's what I mean, it's part art and part science. Guys, I hope that gives you a really good framework that you can use to enhance your physical training. Do not discount rest periods. It's not a 10 second rest, and it's not a 10 minute rest either. It's in between and make sure you use the right rest period for the right exercise so you get the right result. Hope that makes sense, I hope it helps you out. If it does, if it brought some clarity and gave you something to think about or maybe helped to improve your training, pay the fee for me. The fee is very simple, it doesn't cost you a dime. All you have to do is send this link, this episode to somebody who you think could benefit from it. It might be a gym buddy. Might be a brother, might be a cousin, might be a spouse. Might be a colleague at work who says they're always struggling for training advice because they get so much conflicting information. Maybe I've said something that sparks the right message. And if that's the case, what I'll ask is you just pay that fee and pass this message on to that person or those people. Thanks for listening, guys. As always, I will be back for another episode. And if you have any topics you would like me to cover if I haven't already covered it or you'd like me to go in depth please reach out send me a message on the social medias or email and uh, I'll do my best to get that on the list because I do use show notes I write down I have a topic and then I kind of write down what it is that I would like to elaborate and expand upon so that I cover all areas and all bases for you guys so thanks for listening guys I do appreciate it and I will speak to you soon for another episode of the wake up call until then bye bye If you loved the wake up call, found it entertaining or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.